See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right. And hey, hey, hey. You're listening to Slow Robot A Go Go. We're down to two. Well, actually, we started as two. We started as two. We yeah, expanded yeah. to three. And, and now, now we're... we're that, that, the end of that c- concluded... Yeah. Uh, that concluded our that broadcasting experiment. experiment. <laughs> now we're back to two. Yeah. Uh, so who the hell are we and why are we here? Uh, this is Slow Robot A Go Go. We are here to bring you all of the forgotten, misbegotten, lost, and discarded B-movies of yesteryear. Not always, though. Like, for instance, this week. Uh, These weren't discarded, forgotten, or anything like that, but we thought it would be kind of fun to do. My name is Mao. You can can read up on my exploits from my trip to Korea on kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. You can uh, find Slow Robot Agogo on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your friends, or in a local pub, maybe. And um, you can also find us on sliceradio.com.au, which is a great site that has lots of fun podcasts. Uh, you can, if you go to our slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com, that is our site. You can also g- uh, click on joining the Facebook group, which is a good idea because the more people we have in the Facebook group, the better we feel about our egos. And egos are great. <laughs> Uh, and then also you'll find out all the inside scoops about what's going on in the in the in the podcast uh, studio, um, Slow Robot Central. And also you can uh, go to Twitter, but I, I wouldn't recommend it because I don't even do anything with Twitter. I started it and then forgot it existed. So there's also a place, a magical place, a place over the rainbow and through the dark forest that has all kinds of wacky shenanigans. That would be bunchofdorks.com. So, if you're a cube monkey and you're trapped at work and you're trying to escape through your ear holes, well then, you can click on bunchofdorks.com and you there's three magical choices there. One, of course, is Slow Robot A Go-Go. That's for all your movie needs. One is Bunch of Dorks, which is a now defunct but long-running show about stupidity. And uh, I was one of the stupid factors there, so you could do that. Or there's one other button. I wonder what that button be. But before we get to that, I wonder who the hell's sitting next to me waiting to talk because I have diarrhea of the mouth this morning. <laughs> who is with me, as always, the one and only <laughs> Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. Uh, so, Dr. Morbius, what do you have going on on the internet? Oh, my. Two Dimension <laughs> Podcast, which is the comic book podcast with uh, hardly any direction, and that would be on the... Uh, that would be on the the entertainment hub that is Bunch of Dorks Network. Nice. <laughs> and I also got Destination Nightmare, which is my uh, blog podcast where I do all my uh, pop culture thingies. And I think and there is a new podcast on it that I did with King Kong about old retro school TV King Kong or King Don. Yes. 
with uh, about retro TV, about how TV was like before cable and all that. Oh other crap. Yeah, 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 very yeah. cool. You guys really delve into some awesome topics. You yeah, know? We, get, we go general. We don't go specific. We go general. Yeah, so. I have to check those out. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't read, listened to those yet, and I really have to. I'm, I'm such a loser. Oh well, yeah. you should. And I was talking so long. I think uh, Doctor Morbius's eyes were rolling back into his head. He's, he's like going into a coma. I was looking at the models you had here, and, and I saw you had some glue there. I was gonna start. <laughs> Well, this is a good way to pass the time. <laughs> I guess I'll sniff some glue. Yeah. yeah, just kidding. Yeah, right. It's that lemon glue that you know doesn't give you any. High yes. Or anything Thanks, like Obama. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my new catchphrase for everything. Because of all the internet hate, I, uh, anything that ever happens ever, I just go, "Thanks, Obama." Because uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, politics. They're awesome. Yes. Well, I say thanks, Bush. Yes. Me too. I say thanks, Reagan. And I say thanks, Carter. <laughs> and Clinton. And thanks, all you George Bushes. Washington. And all you dudes. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I blame no so, one. I blame no one but myself. All right. We, we we have a pretty general format that we follow. What have you watched this week, Dr. Morbius? Hardly anything. That's not a good week. But I did watch something today besides our illustrious movie du jour yeah what was that I can't get any closer <laughs> well no you, you, you were, like, yeah, I, you I were do, going I in sense around I do the sense around just because people people have written to me how much they like it so yeah I try to keep doing that for dear everybody. jerks how comes Dr. Morbius fades in and out it's, and be like, it's 3D people sense around bro it's 3D and next week smell a vision but anyway or yes. smell a podcast or, uh, <laughs> no let's not do that no anyway um, yes I watched a very interesting documentary this week on um, the year 1983 and the NFL draft from 1983 wait what you watched a documentary about the draft Yes. From 1983. Yes, it was it was on ESPN. It was a 30 for 30. Oh, nice. And yeah. it was about the 1983 draft where Dan Marino, oh, that's John right. Elway, uh, Jim, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly, yeah, uh, Daryl Green, a lot of great players, a lot of Hall of Famers were taken, and all the uh, political intrigue and uh, all that other good stuff that happened. Since since this being our NFL yeah. month tribute or whatever, oh, we, yeah, we put yeah. we put football stuff in there. It was very interesting to see how Marino fell back because there were kind of like rumors of him using drugs, and he didn't have the he didn't his senior season wasn't as great as his junior season, so they were kind of talking behind the scenes and uh. all the crap with Elway and the Colts and how uh, you know he did want, didn't want to play and he was actually thinking about playing baseball till they traded him, but the Colts owner, which was Robert Ursay, who was a jerk, his son Jim Ursay is a good guy, <laughs> was uh, basically took over the trading and the, the the general manager got all pissed off and ended up quitting afterwards and and ended up that they got a deal from the Denver Broncos but they had better deals on the table but rather Robert Ursay was such a dork that he didn't take them like that I think I think I, I didn't know this but the 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 basically the Denver Broncos gave him a first rounder their first rounder was Chris Hinton who was a offensive lineman who was a pro bowler he was a real good player another quarterback Mark Herman and I think another draft pick, another two or three draft pick or whatever, the Cowboys were going to give them three starters and a number one draft pick, and they ended up taking Denver for whatever reason, you know. Wow. So And Elway's a, Elway's a jerk, and apparently from what from what <laughs> I gather from watching this, and they had a press conference, his dad was a jerk too, you know. So 
Good, Denver. You got him. You know, good yeah. for you. You won. You he he did go to five Super Bowls. He lost three, but he won two. And the thing is, he won the the one the two that he won is when he had a good defense because before he didn't. You know, mm-hmm. he was a great quarterback, but he's a jerk. So, very interesting uh, documentary. I, I suggest I rem- that you watch yeah. it. I remember that was a that was a stacked freaking. Uh, there yes. was tons of players. And and that and and the the conclusion at the end was that was a draft that was that that kind of made made the NFL drafts from then on because then from then on like, you oh started getting draft nicks and you started yeah. getting all the uh, uh. all the attention from what happened that year so that's very it. good so very is that good. it ESPN thirty for thirty yeah that's it ah, very cool all right I have uh, I don't have too many but I have oh some. wait I remembered another one okay. but I'll go back to after you're done no go ahead okay I watched a documentary with Kirby guy before he uh, <laughs> went back to the mountains on. Uh, a pretty cool musician named Ronnie Lane. Ronnie Lane was was part of the group called the Small Faces with Steve Marriott and um, oh, who was the other guy? Kenny uh, McGla- uh, Kenny McLaughlin. Oh God, it's okay. Oh, and and uh, I can't remember the two guys. Anyway, uh, one of the greatest bands of all time. Steve Marriott quit. They picked up Ronnie Wood and Rod and and Rod Stewart, and they became the Faces, and of course the rest is history. But uh-huh. Ronnie Lane quit the band early on because he could see that Rod Stewart was kind of starting to become the superstar, yeah. and they were starting to become the backup band. And he kind of became like a kind of a gypsy hippie, and uh, he kind of like said, you know, just decided to take his money. He bought a, a mobile recording studio. And decided to drive around and like, you know, he made money off other people using his mobile studio. But he decided to, to buy like a carnival. And he his idea was to take a bunch of musicians on the road to towns, make it like a carnival atmosphere, and just kind of play. And he was kind of, it was weird. It was kind of like taking it back to basics approach or whatever. But of course, he lost all his money doing that. And then along the way... He uh, in the late 70s he uh, he got ill with multiple sclerosis, and then it went from there. It got worse and worse, and you know. It, but still, he was famous. He came to the U.S. People loved him, and uh, he's a great musician, unheralded musician. So it's called Ronnie Lane. Uh, I think it's it's had something to do with the circus. Anyway, it's on Netflix. You can Netflix hmm. it as, under, under Ronnie Lane, and it's a great documentary to watch. Cool. All right, sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, I watched. Let's see, I watched one called "Kill Them, Kill Them All," which was a um, that was a really good movie. I would I would recommend that. Metallica involved in it? No, that okay. was not there. Then I watched one called "Apocalypse Earth," which um, I liked very much. It was like one of those really really sci-fi, almost like um, it was almost like one of those Sharknado looking ones, but it wasn't. You know, but it, but it was good. Uh, let's see. Then I watched one that was actually very touching, called "The Life and Death of Owen Hart." Um, Owen Hart was a WWE wrestler, of course, uh, brother to the great uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Um, and they were both sons of Stu Hart, which was the, the, a very famous wrestler who got more famous for running the uh, the dungeon or something. It was called something like that up in Canada. Um, and it was pretty interesting because it, it wasn't from the WWE, so it wasn't. Uh, plastered with like that promotion so it was more truthful kind of like and they were talking about he didn't like wrestling anymore and he actually quit and then had to come back he quit because they were um because of at the time they were go the wwe was going head-to-head with wcw or ted turner 
and it just was like every week it got raunchier and raunchier. And I guess um, <laughs> Owen Hart was kind of like one of those. He had like a lot of morals, and he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. He had a wife and kids. He didn't like the the sex and the and the over the top violence and stuff like that. And I know that sounds goofy for a wrestler, but uh, these are just people too. I mean, you know, some of them, I'm sure some of the wrestlers are ultra religious. Some are the same as anything else. Some are, you know, and some are loosey goosey. So it bothered him a lot and he didn't like the way the the way that wrestling was going and um and then he died and it was very sudden and all those all the people that watched him wrestle um admired him kind of he was never like a, a showstopper like the top of the you know top of the tiers but he was good then i watched the next one on my van damathon which is universal soldiers regeneration this was one that i saw this is one I watched almost right before I made the decision to start my Van Damathon. Um, so I remembered it pretty well. And I, because I, I watched a lot of the John Claude movies before I officially said I'm going to watch them all in chronological order. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's what my Jean Claude Van Damathon is. I'm watching every John Claude movie from in chronological order from first to last. And I'm almost done. Believe it or not, I've hit a, a stumbling block with... In 2010, he did one called The Eagle's Path, uh, also named... Um, what is it? Hard Love? And also named um, Soldier. Soldiers. not Yeah, Soldiers. So, I cannot find this thing anywhere. I don't know where, how I'm going to get it. I'm, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to find. Very difficult to find. And then last but not least, I watched... King uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, which was a movie. It was greatness. Yeah, see, you liked it a lot more than me. I, I, it, it, Dude, it really, it's Japan. It really jumped into clown shoes territory. It wasn't like up to... I love Godzilla movies, and I know what I'm but, getting into but with them. But besides the first one, maybe the second one, what, what, what... What about Godzilla doesn't go into, like, doesn't go into certain territory? Oh, I know, but no, this one was like... This one was like kind of like low budget for them like most Godzillas are better than Mm. that one that one was you don't think so that that was one of the worst ones to me Godzilla the 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 last few or whatever the one by a lot not the the one where he fights the giant roach uh you know Godzilla's revenge with baby Godzilla well baby Godzilla was the other one that one and um but this one was it was okay the one with Jet Jaguar isn't that great well yeah, but uh, that that Godzilla has that versus the cosmic monster. Yeah, that has the like, like yeah, I get it. I get the Godzilla movies very well. I understand what I'm getting into when I watch them. Yeah. It's not like I expect high art. This one just for some reason really missed, cause the I guess cause the suit was so cheeseball. The Kong suit wasn't good. The Kong suit was terrible. It was and, not good. No. And I'm like, I don't know, but it, who cares? But so but King Kong uh, lives. No, no, King Kong of uh, King Kong Escapes, which was the sequel, which King Kong fought against Mechanical Kong. That was actually pretty Mechanical Kong. Mechanic Kong was pretty good, actually. Never heard of it. You never saw King Kong Escapes? No. Oh, dude, I got to get you a copy of that. That's goodness. Did you ever man. see Kinky Kong? That was a uh, no. That was one of those that remember that guy that gave me all of them. His studio yeah, made them all. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever, Bite Me was one of them with Misty Monday. Well, there was one called Kinky Kong. Did you ever see Queen Kong? It, it was a tragedy. It, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my did life. You, did almost. you ever see Queen Kong? <laughs> no. The British King Kong kind of, yeah. Okay. No. 
that, did, did that it stop you, for, did it stop for it tea day. and have a like a powdered wig hat? I don't know. Okay. All right. Anyway, before we go, I have to. I do have to say that. Kenny Jones and Kenny McLaughlin are the two other members of the Faces, one of my favorite groups ah, over there. There you go. So there's there's closure, man. There is closure. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do our top ten list. And if you know anything about NFL month, yeah, it probably has something to do with the NFL. And I, I don't even know why we made up the NFL month, but last week was I cheerleaders, and yeah, and Dr. Murray from Parts Unknown just said it I was. I just the, christened it. Yeah, wow. So we're going to go smash a beer bottle off of something, and we'll be right back. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Time is running out for the people of the Asylum of the Insane. Asylum of the Insane, where madness is the norm. Filmed in horoscope, see thrilling scenes in 3D. Three-dimensional terror jumps off the screen and into your lap. Obtain your free 3D blood shield glasses upon entering the theater. Rated GP, but not recommended for impressionable children. Asylum of the Insane, produced in Hollywood by Maniac. <laughs> All right, Asylum of the Insane. That's kind of a... It's kind of an asylum. Yeah, kind of, of the insane. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like the end of... Uh, up in smoke. Anyway, no, no, not uh, nice dreams. It was like the end of nice dreams. I guess that's the asylum of the insane. Okay, that goes nowhere. All right, so our top ten list this week is what? What, what do we got? What's our top ten? Top ten football players. Yes, top ten NFL football, football players. Yeah, favorite yeah. NFL football players. And we have some uh, listeners submitted mail about this. Oh. Somebody that was in on the on it from the Facebook pages. Do it. Yes. This one is for fried nanner sandwiches. Oh. Uh-huh, yeah. I know who that person is. Yes, you do. So, we're going to go... Number let me think. Dan Marino? You think? Okay. I don't know. Fried nanners is a very big um, Miami fan. But anyway. See, not from Miami. It's a pretty pretty good list here. Walter Payton is, is number 10. Number 9, Jerry Rice. Number eight, Heinz Ward. Uh, interesting. Number seven, Victor Cruz. Number six, Brian Erlacher. Number five, ooh, ooh, this one's going to be controversial, Terry Bradshaw. Wow. I think the story goes something like uh, her her aunt loved the Pittsburgh, and so when she was a kid, she saw them play, and they were always winning. That was when they were pretty yeah. much a dominant force. Yeah, that's when they were on steroids. <laughs> yes. No, I, I don't lost count. Next one is Emmett Smith. Mm. Good running back. Although with that freaking front line, I think I could have been their running back. Uh, next, number three, Brett Favre. Number two, Peyton <laughs> oh, Manning. God. Peyton Manning. And number Yay. one, Danny, Danny. Marino. Brett. All right. Well, thank you very much for the listener submitted. Brett Favre, the sexter. Yeah, I don't know. I have, uh, I have Brett Favre on my list. Oh God! I liked him, man. He I, we he was a great quarterback. I don't care he about all the a, other bullshit. He was a great quarterback, but he just he just pissed off everybody in the world except you guys. Exactly. Well, yeah, except me apparently. But uh, all right, go ahead, do your list. No, no, you go, you go. Okay. Because mine's gonna be really boring because it's all gonna be one team. Oh my God! Yes. Now these aren't in any kind of order. I do have some honorable mentions. Uh, okay, I have uh, Reggie White is on my list. Um, that guy was a maniac. He was very, he was really good, um, and I miss him. Num- next one, tight end Mike Ditka, because 
He's Mike Ditka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guy was a that guy was a beast. Okay, this will erupt into some laughter again. Brett Favre is on my list. Uh, again, I I don't know, man. I, I he, he was a great player. He was a great player. He was a great player uh, till next, the end. Well, when his shenanigans started to happen. I, 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 he pulled I, shenanigans with Green Bay, and he pulled shenanigans with the Jets, and he pulled shenanigans. Did he play for another team after that? Vikings, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he pulled shenanigans. I don't know. And with his with his phone, he pulled shenanigans, too. That's but. all right. Next one, Mike Singletary, one I consider one of the greatest linebackers ever. Uh, wide receiver Jerry Rice. The man was a consummate professional. Um he he was obsessive about being the greatest, and he was. All right, Danny Marino makes my list as well with his curly locks and his drug problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's one that will be on no one's list ever except mine. A very slow, very white wide receiver that used to play for the Bears, Mr. Tom Waddle. Yeah. The guy would get sent across the middle. He'd get run over by a steamroller every play, and he would just jump right up, and he'd be... There, the next play. That guy got destroyed. I actually have a signed picture. Because nice. di- during his... When he was playing, they would send him on a crossing pattern, and he would get laid out every play. He But he'd hold on to the ball. He was a possession receiver that just got destroyed, and he just j- hopped up every play. Guy was awesome. And usually the one doling out those hits on the other end made my list, Mr. Ronnie Lott, yeah. who I think is one of the most violent... Probably the biggest pricks in the world, but he played with a lot of uh, passion, I'll say. A lot of hatred. A lot of hatred, yeah. All right, then I have Walter Payton on my list, and rounding out my top ten, of course, the person that is watching greatness in action, uh, Peyton Manning. My well, I'm, well, I agree with that guy. Yeah, he's he's a, he's incredible. No Tom Brady. Nah. And then uh, my honorable mentions are Barry Sanders. Marvin Harrison, Jeff Saturday, who I know he retired as as yeah. a center, you know, like I was I enjoyed he was very good. He was just a very good he player. Was, was. Ryan Longwell and Carl and Carl Mecklenburg. The oh, reason the I have, Yeah, the reason I have Carl Mecklenburg, um this the background story for that is I used to collect cards and um they were called playoff cards. These were very beautiful cards. I have so many Carl Mecklenburg... Like, I ha- I got a Carl Mecklenburg card in every pack I ever opened. And it didn't matter what I bought. I could have bought NASCAR cards, and somehow Carl Mecklenburg would have been in that pack. So I had this box of just Carl Mecklenburg. And I was like, if he ever kills somebody or becomes famous, man, I am made in the shade. I can retire. But, um... So that's kind of a joke. But, oh, yeah, Ryan Longwell, man. Dude was... a kicker? Yeah, a kicker, but... All-time NFL scoring leader. I mean, he is just—he was so great. Okay. He was really. A, I almost thought of uh, Jason Elam too. Elam was a very accurate, really automatic kicker, and um, I know the kickers don't get any love, but no, dude, Ryan Longwell was awesome. All right, that is your Let, list. Let's go stampeding down uh, Colts history. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm going. Because exactly. I hate all other teams. Yeah. You, oh. <laughs> You and Fried Nanners have something in common because it, it's the uh, you know Fried Nanners enjoys Miami and everyone else is evil and should be stricken from the world. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> it's an unparalleled level of hatred yes. for every other. Yes, I do too. <laughs> yes, I have I have a par- unparalleled hatred. Unfortunately, one of my most hated teams is her favorite team. So 
and that's because of like the 70s so we'll yeah. leave it there i'm not anymore because you know it's 40 years ago but they the should scars are still there they should stop dusting off those old bastards every time the last team loses and going and they're drinking champagne i'm telling you and well, i'm like yeah, you gotta give these uh, old fuck uh, <laughs> these old guys <laughs> <laughs> We're winners. Okay. These nice old men, a little bit of a break sometimes. Yeah. But anyway. Can we put away Mercury Morris for another year? We'll see you next uh, year, yeah, Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cleaned up his act, though. But, uh, right. Good anyway, see, that's another team that had like an unbelievable world-class offensive line. So anybody could run behind that. That's not to that's not to put down Larry Zonka, who was yeah. a mega beast, and. Mercury yeah. Morris, who was great, or anybody And I like wasn't that. putting down Emmett Smith, either. No. But that freaking line at that time for, you know, the, their goal was to no one ever touch Aikman. Yes. Which, he had, like, 20 minutes to throw the football every play. Yep. And if they, if they wanted to run, they parted the sea, and Emmett Smith just ran through. They were gigantic. Dolphins were the same. They were just run, 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 because that offensive line could just, like, pour holes in anybody. I mean, you know, they... I mean, technically... They in in those two seasons that they won the the, the undefeated and the one the, their competition in the AFC East was pretty lame. But that's not to take away from the the great things that they no, did. So no. yeah, you're yeah. listening to Slow Football a Go Go. Yes, and it's going to get even slower when I talk about my top ten all right. football players. Let's hear them, man. Go go. All right, and I'm not going to go in any order, but uh, the king of all football, in my opinion, Johnny Unitas. Yeah. He should have made my list, and I kind of regret not. He's old. He's way old school, you know. But yeah, you got to go, Johnny. You, you got to go, Peyton. You know, this the second greatest Colt of all time. Peyton Manning. To me, to me, I I'll never see anyone as good as him the rest of my life. Yeah, he was great, man. He still is. I mean, he's in the Broncos now. Yeah, Yeah, he's great. He didn't. This guy didn't play for long, but while he was a starter, he was great. He got hurt, and back in the old seventies, they couldn't. Before Tommy John surgery and all those, like, you know... They just uh, put you out in the field and shot you, right? <laughs> yeah, Ma- made you into glue. Yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 he was never riding after a shoulder injury. It was Burt Jones. He was He's basically considered as one of the top ten quarterbacks of the 70s, even though he really only played three and a half years. Wow. But he got hit so hard that he never was able <laughs> to recover from the shoulder injury, so... And you that's know. the difference between a good front offensive line and a porous one. Yeah, no, he had a good offensive line, but he had, he liked to run a lot. And, you know, when you run a lot, sometimes you get hit a lot, You're too. You're done. You, yeah. you, you have a very uh, short lifespan. Yeah. So, anyway, getting back to more to indie Colts, I'm going to put in Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, two of the... Uh, Two of the greats, I think, of I the like, modern era. Uh, Harrison, I like Harrison a lot. Yeah, yeah. Re- really Re- Reggie's great, man. He's still oh, yeah. on the team, and he's like a beast, even at 35 years old. He's like he's got a few more years left in him. I think he, I think, and I hope he's going to retire as a Colt. You cool. Know? So That's that what I thought cool. of Manning. I did too. Until I couldn't got. believe they let him go. That was the dumbest thing I've ever no, seen. No, it wasn't the dumbest thing. They couldn't afford mm. to have him and Andrew Luck on the same team. They just couldn't do it. And it wouldn't be fair to either one of them to have some guy. On the you know they're like oh so if one's this guy you know they 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 did what they had to do and it, I, I think it worked out best for uh, for everybody considered so. yeah um, okay let's go back to the olden days and we're gonna go Mike Curtis the Matt the uh, middle linebacker who liked to uh, beat up fans that ran ran in from the audience <laughs> onto the uh, onto the field and there's footage of it that you can good see. for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Bubba Smith, the great Bubba Smith, who just passed away, one of the great, uh, one of the greatest defensive ends 
Who, was, who also frequented the police academy series. Yes, he did. He was an actor, too. He was in the police academy. <laughs> he was an air quotes actor, too. Yeah, he was an actor, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Johnny used great uh, receiver Raymond Barry, who was a Colts. Uh, yeah. He was a col- coach for the um, uh, Patriots. Him and him and he was he was a slow receiver, but he caught anything that was thrown at him. He was you a know? Tom Waddle. He was he was a Tom Waddle, <laughs> except like maybe maybe a more more yardage and more you know he had he had a lot of touchdowns. He was he a, probably got hit in the head a lot less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he 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 back in those days he could actually get out in the field and he wasn't just a possession guy, but he was he's a Hall of Famer too. So yeah, he's a. He was a little bit above Tom Waddle. Um, <laughs> John Mackey, who was considered one of the great why, uh, tight ends of all time, he was another one of these guys. Before Ditka and John Mackey, the tight end was basically just like another blocker. Yeah. And these guys were actually like uh, pass-catching uh, yeah. guys or whatever that, um, you know, changed the position. Uh, Ted Hendricks, who didn't play long with the Colts, but he was like a 6'7 uh, linebacker who was a monster. And he got traded to the uh, Raiders, and he basically... Played out of the rest of his career with the Raider, but he's a Hall of Famer too. And another nice. thing about cool about Ty Hendricks, Ted Hendricks was used from my old uh, my old hometown of Hialeah. Went to Hialeah High School, so you got to put Ted nice. Hendricks in yeah. there. Uh, even though he didn't play, he only played four or five years as a Colt. He's still a great Marshall Falk was a Colt, so you got to put him in there as mm-hmm. one of the all time. He's on the, uh, yet another Hall of Famer, you know. So I you had classes with O.J. McDuffie at the Did Penn you really? State. Yeah, he was a he was the wide receiver that went to the Dolphins. Yeah. I, I I I can't say I knew him, but I I sat by him, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was goofball, whatever. Yeah, and then there's the old school guys like Lenny Moore, Alan Amici from the '59 teams, and uh, I know I'm missing some people, but uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, go uh, go horseshoe all the way. All right, yeah, you got that right. Mine's a little bit more diverse. And uh, boy, at the end of September, I'm going up to Ohio for a week vacation, and I'm going to see two days at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then two days at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. And then one day of just cavorting. So hopefully I'll bring back lots of pictures and memories from uh, people that we missed. All right. Now we're going to take another quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to monkey around. Mm. We're going to monkey around at epic proportions. That that Those are hints. Not, not good ones, though. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Ponga. Not since King Kong has the screen exploded with such mighty fury. Defying bullets, bombs, rockets, standing a hundred feet tall, sending an entire civilization into panic. Conga, in color and spectimation. All right, we're back. Uh, thank you very much, Conga. Conga is the answer. No. What we did for this week, we did something a little bit different. Uh, our movie review section... We each watched the original King Kong, and then Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown watched the 1970s remake, and I watched the 20... 2007? I don't yeah. want to say. Yeah. Um, Peter Jackson remake. So we uh, we both watched the original, then uh, Dr. Morbius went 70s style with his low-riding uh, pimp mobile, mm-hmm. and I went with the high-octane Peter Jackson incredibly, incredibly, incredibly long... Um, movie. <laughs> but before that, we got an email concerning Kong from a longtime listener, Duder. Uh, okay, here's what I like and don't like about King Kong. Uh, King Kong was the first movie to use rear projection. When you see the actors walking in the jungle, the dinosaurs were being tr- projected on another huge screen behind them. 
that part of the that was part of this what the hell yeah, yeah that was done first so it looked real and almost 3D I remember what he's talking about that was really kind of the original inc- yeah on the original it was really incredible um since you had things going on behind live action the animation birds flying background smoke in front um it was also the first movie that used a soundtrack that matched up exactly to what was being seen on screen before King Kong music was just in the background as noise and didn't really matter uh so okay very good. Oh, and then, then he also added, uh, the guy flying the biplanes were only paid about two bucks a day for that bit. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, very. Thank you very much for a listener, Duder. Um, now we're going to get into our King Kong review. So what do you think, like the first one, what are your thoughts about the first King Kong? Um, My thoughts about the first King Kong by Dr. Morbius. Yes, and Mao. No, it's just me right now. Oh, okay. Well, just me. I'm probably going to interject. This is my essay right now. Oh, okay. Hey, essay. (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, essay. Tell me about (laughs) King Kong. All right. Um, I like the original one, the best of all. I think it's one of the best movies I think ever made, actually. Um, Interesting. I I got it for a friend of mine, the Blu-ray, and it's not... I don't don't suggest you get the Blu-ray, actually, of it, because... It's so clear that it shows the imperfections, like oh. it, it, the, the imperfections are extremely glaring on the Blu-ray. So I suggest you stay with the uh, DVD. <laughs> stay with the low def, yeah. as, as low def as possible. Yeah, because it's kind of a grainy movie, and you know, with all the fog on the island and all that, and you know, King Kong's fur, you don't want to see it up too clear because it looks a little odd the way uh, the stop motion work or whatever. But yeah, I think it's one of the uh, one of the mo- one of the most perfect movies ever made, as far as like you know the storyline and the yeah. ending and the whole nine yards. So yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. See, I had I had watched it, but I, I it was a long time ago, and I I couldn't really remember it as well as I thought I could. So I watched the original from start to finish, of course, for the show, and um, I was really kind of not not blown away, but I really admired the movie. It was a tightly edited movie. It was quick. Like, because movies, black and white movies especially, often tend to be a bit slower. Where we are very used to quick edits, lots of action, punch in the face, and off you go. Where older movies take their time and let things develop, and they take their time and they show you things, you know, rather than scream them at you. So when I was watching this, I was prepared to be kind of bored, and I found myself never being bored. Um, it made sense. It was fat. Like. One of the things about my secondary review, which is the Peter Jackson one, is, oh my God, was it long. It just kept going, and I don't care about these people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about the shipmates. Like, they're just the fodder to get killed in the jungle. Like, And it was just one of those things where, like, at the end of the original King Kong, I was like, well, that was great, and I couldn't see where you would want to expand on any of it. Mm-hmm. I, do, I couldn't right. see where you would want to update it. I couldn't see anything. Yes, it was stop motion, and yes, it was black and white, but that's kind of the way it was supposed to be in my brain, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, stop animation in the stop motion, what has has gone a lot further than that movie, um, you know. Obviously, with Ray Harryhausen and some of the stuff that came out after it. Now it's a dead art now, but it was, you know, it it got a much better as it went along. Of course, it did. You know, everything does. Kind of grows with. Um, as tips and tricks are passed along and learned and stuff like that. But the rear projection stuff was very cool. Mm-hmm. And it was done very well, too. Like, 
it looked more natural than the than that uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Hmm. It the, that movie, which was done much later, suffered from that where the people in the front look like they're washed out in a different. They're obviously a different film stock or something than the stuff that's in the background. <laughs> where the where that one, the original one, did not. The original King Kong did not. That they looked like they belonged there. Mm-hmm. And there was that one part where he threw that tree, and it it almost looked like it broke into a, a third dimension, like 3D coming at you and landed in, in the front and made some stuff fly around. It was very fun, very well done, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, oh, and I was also taken aback by how stunningly beautiful the uh Fay Ray was. Um wow. I'm not really you know, I don't really, you know, go go hot crackers for those uh those dames from the thirties. Yeah. Uh you know, but man, she was really pretty. She was very beautiful to me. She looked I don't know, just very natural though. Not she, she was one of the first scream queens. Yeah, she was. She I was think her her specialty was screaming actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which was odd because she did say she she didn't like uh first time she thought she didn't like it because uh she said it was just all nothing but screaming which yeah. it was you know and yeah and there you go you know she Get was the it, original yeah. scream queen yeah definitely so now tell it what what does the seventies version first of all they they grow exponentially in time the first one was a hundred minutes flat. The second one was well, the first one was I think less than that originally wasn't oh, it? Oh well, was the it, one I saw was it was eighty seven. Okay, see, see, oh, I, saw, right. I saw a version of it when I was a kid, and I think I told you about it, where it was edited because of uh, violence, and it was on TV. So when when I saw the the longer version of it, he you can see him biting the heads off natives and stuff like that, which wasn't seen in the one that I remember seeing as a kid. So in a way, in in a way. It made him more sympathetic in the original to me, but when I saw how nasty he was, oh my god! In the uncut one, then it was like, well, see, you that's know, the he one was kind I of saw. A jerk. I saw the uncut one, and boy, he was—it was gruesome. Yeah, yeah, they do close-up of him eating natives' heads off and stuff like he, that. He and he ate a lot of people. There was actually a funny <laughs> Simpsons one where they, where the, Homer was the ape. And he was, and he couldn't make it up the building, and he fell on the ground. And she was like, "Maybe if you ate more fruits and vegetables instead of people, it was very funny." Oh, yeah. But yeah, the original one was a hundred minutes. The original was on. It was cut down to TV to like uh, yeah. less than ninety, probably. So then, so it. then, what was the one that you, the one that you watched? How long was that one? Two hours and eleven minutes, or something like that. That was the nineteen seventy-six King Kong. Okay, yeah, nineteen seventy-six. So that was. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the 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 know all end all be all information for movies. Yeah, Charles right? Grodin as the uh, lead. Uh, yeah, hundred and thirty, hundred and thirty four uh, minutes. Two hours and fourteen minutes, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, and a very slow paced, I might add. So they had they added a lot of the the exciting stuff. They waited till the very very end till they got to New York and all the you know stuff happened. But it was a lot of build up to get to the island and characterization which didn't really go anywhere and it was kind of boring and there was like some uh, environmental you know things thrown in because the people that were the reason you know that uh, uh, Charles Grodin and his crew were going out to the island was to uh, looking for oil and they saw this island <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah like, they were looking for like, oil what, what, yeah, what the were, hell is this about they worked for a company an oil company and they saw this island that was surrounded in fog and they figured Hey, maybe this is like some unfound place yeah. where it's like got all sorts of oil. 
So Jeff Bridges, who's like a he's like an anthropologist, but he's also like an environmentalist, actually sneaks on the ship, and he basically tells them, you know, that there's been rumors of some some stuff going on in the island, and then when they go on the island, they find Kong, and it's basically the same story. The natives are sacrificing, and you know, the whole nine yards yeah. or whatever, you know. And that, well, that's and then the one that I watched was 187 minutes, or you could watch the extended 201 minute version. Yeah, if you really want to. If you have a month and a half to dedicate to a yeah. freaking movie. Yeah. And right off the bat, I'm like, what am I watching here? Because everything is like a lot, like long and drawn out. Like there's there's parts where they're showing the depression and then and the lady like the the shtick she had before this and everything. And, I, like, I get it. It adds a lot of character development. But these are characters I don't need developed. I don't care. I don't care about... I don't know. It just, you want to see the monster. Yeah. Get to the big ape already. And, and it took forever to do that. And then, then they're on this boat. And there's and the guy who who, who was the, the writer was the guy from Predators, the, the, the tough guy. Which, I liked him better in Predators than I did in, in, in King Kong. And like I'm not bashing this. It was a it was a well done movie. The of course the CG was over the top, but oh my god, I don't like the story did not deserve this kind of exposition and this kind of everything on the island was super gross and and the 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 headhunter the, the the people that were on the island were now headhunters with all kinds of wacky shit hanging out of their face and you know and they were like skinny crack looking they almost looked like they were borderline zombie ghouls you know yeah. and i'm like what what is this now don't you remember the first one they just had like those really neat looking monkey suits on and they would they were doing a dance and then that was it you know so of course they had to make everything super uh extreme like for uh modern <laughs> for modern you know and i get like i get it one of the things i always hate on remakes but there is a reason they make them. Money. Yeah. Well, no, not only money, but kids would never sit down and watch the original King Kong. But now they're retelling this story. And it seems like they did a very faithful retelling where the one that you watched was kind of like, just went off into its own like little weird realm. I mean, it was faithful in the sense that it followed the original script, but it just had, it had like, you know, it was a little too, in some way, 70s. Like Jessica Lange plays like this airhead actress and she changed her name from Don to Duan, and she like spouts off like, "What's your sign stuff?" And she's she even says that to Kong, "I wonder what your sign is." And I'm like, "I just want to puke right there." Oh my god, spot. is that true? Yeah, it's true. Oh I'm wow. Not I'm not kidding. They should have when they when they reeled Kong out onto the stage, they should have put a big pimp hat hat on him. Well, right? he had a crown, but. <laughs> But no. they did. Yeah, oh, seventies! You're but, so but, crazy. But it was, but it was so stupid that in the scene where they're going to introduce <laughs> Kong to you, yeah, it's like they show you this big, you know, this big um, giant board that opens, and before Kong shows up, there's a giant uh, a gas um, g- pump, gas pump. It's like, oh, because it's a gas company, and it's like, oh, you know, wow. and then that that falls down, and Kong comes out in a cage, and you're like, why wow, can you just hit me over the head with the environmental? Issues or whatever. That would have been great if Sugar Bear would have would have would have introduced him. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or BJ and the Bear. Yeah, whatever. Somebody. I don't know. Somebody else. Breaker one nine. Breaker one yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. I got Con- a- or the guy from Convoy, C W McCall. Yeah, C W McCall should have done but that. No, we got mean. Charles Grodin, and he does get stomped in, and at the end, so uh, that's whatever. cool. 
So, uh, so now Jessica Lang. Uh, she looks good, Jessica but she's, Lange, she was yeah. embarrassed by this role, and I and I don't, and I can see why. She <laughs> didn't work for three more years after this because no, she went to acting school to become a good actress. Because she was she just playing, she was just playing like a a a, a, a airhead, and she, but she looked good. She she was an airhead, but she became an Academy Award winning. She went into hiding, yeah. Basically, and yeah. Oh God, I can't remember the name of the lady who played it for this one. I'm sure it was somebody very expensive. Oh, wasn't it Naomi Watts who played it? In yep, Naomi Watts. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, and I liked um, now Carl Denham was played by Jack Black. Yeah. Um, I I, I liked his his portrayal. He was yeah, good. I, I I yeah. I kind of like Jack Black from the Tenacious D fame. Um, when you know. His shtick is just what it is, you know. Yeah, one note, and that's like a really <laughs> high note. <laughs> Adrian Brody is pl- oh, who yeah. he played Jack Driscoll, but he was the guy from Predators, and I, that's what I know him from. Believe it or not, I've watched that movie so many times, uh, you know. And boy, what else to say though? Oh, and, and and the thing, uh, the thing about the seventies Kong, it's funny because. Jeff Bridges is in it, and, and it's basically the first appearance of the dude, because you know from the Big Lebowski, he got <laughs> he got the long hair and the big scraggly. He looks just like a younger version of the dude. Oh. So this is really the first appearance. He should have been drinking a White Russian and been like, "Well, yeah, man, you know that's like your uh, yeah. prerogative." And yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And then the Kong picks him up. He's like, "Hey, we got a beverage here, man. You know." Yeah, man. That, that would have been uh, that would have been better. I would have watched that, I think. Yeah, and I think we talked about it. The Kong in this in the 70s is a suit, and it's mm. a decent suit, but it's the, the effects are not much better than something from uh, some uh, a Godzilla movie from that era. But the suit is a better suit than King Kong versus Godzilla. I'll give you that much. Well, that yeah, that was that, that was, was some, terrible. That was yeah, a really was, bad freaking suit. Like, like I have I have better suits hanging up in our freaking in our prop closet for my old TV show. And and, and, and I mean that was partially a co. I think it was co-sponsored uh, or, or co whatever with a Universal. So they could have used the exact Kong likeness, but they sculpted a weird looking Kong or whatever. Yeah. So, so I the, mean I like it for what it is, but it's not really that right. great of a Kong. And there's no truth. To the story that in the Japanese version Godzilla wins and in the American version Kong wins. No, or the, the end is just innocuous. It's it, ambiguous. Oh yeah, yeah. ambiguous. But there used yeah. to be like an old story. Big where words like, are my friends. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they at, at the end of the King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong, they fall into the water. You don't see, Kong swims away and you don't see Godzilla. So Kong won. But everyone knows Godzilla lives under the water. Yeah. But Godzilla not, but would not, kick not, King not, Kong's not, not as a little ass, kid, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in reality, Godzilla would kick King Kong's ass. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Want to bet on it? Yeah. Depends on who made the movie. <laughs> yeah, laser or like flames that, that radiation freaking. Uh, he'd charge up his scales and burn him to death, and then pull him underwater but he, and drown him. But he him. did burn him in the movie. Nothing happened. I mean, Kong was in prayer. No, he, he he fell backwards, and he was like. But oh. he grabbed Godzilla's stupid tail and flung him up in the air and did all sorts of stuff or whatever. See, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're staying on topic. I'm a Kong guy. Uh, see, I'm, I'm more a, of a Kong. I'm guy. a Godzilla guy. Yeah, I'm more but of a Kong guy. The in my version, of course, it's the slick CG and it's and it's the over the top, perfectly done CG. I, I'm not I'm not railing against that. Um, and some of the good stuff that did come out of that was incredibly lifelike and. Some of the stuff they did, of course, was very monkey-like, where <laughs> where he got angry and he would just start trashing, trashing stuff and throwing things around and like a 
like a belligerent child or like a like a monkey might, you know. Right, right. And the battle and the fight scenes were, of course, over the top with kicking stuff around, you know, throwing stuff, smashing stuff. So was yours, the 70s was set in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay, because the, the Peter Jackson one was a period piece mm-hmm. from the 30s. So yeah. it was the same time frame as the original one. It was the same everything. It wasn't an homage. It wasn't a straight-up retelling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with modern techniques, which I can kind of... One of the things is I would kind of uh, give that some credence in that it looked really good, and he was very faithful to it. I mean, you know, it wasn't like he did anything hinky. Um, he just made the story much longer, elaborated on, like, a lot more cal- characters, gave a lot more background to it. So, in some respect, the Peter Jackson version was very well done and very faithful. You could tell that he loved the source material. He didn't, he didn't like, ham anything up. He, he, he just, it just was a very long version of it, you know, kind of like my assessment of it very long yeah. i should stop talking about it <laughs> very long yeah. and drawn out yeah long and drawn out and you're like wow i like the movie yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently for the 76 version which i didn't know until today when i did a little bit of homework they actually for they cost them two million bucks they actually built a 40 foot uh kong robot that ended up not being able to work so it's oh supposed God. to be like in the movie for like about 15 seconds i didn't notice it i I would go back and look for it, but I might YouTube it and see if I can find it because I don't think I want to go back and watch the whole movie again. But they actually spent two million making a forty-foot Kong mechanical robot that didn't work. Oh my God! Yeah. That, like if I was the studio head, I would have flipped out. It made money though, so in the long run, it worked out for them. I mean, the movie cost them twenty-five million. I think it made like seventy or 25 something. Twenty-five million. Let's see. So what twenty-five the... million, nineteen seventy-six money. Okay, and the budget for the uh, yeah. Two hundred and seven million dollars for the Peter spent, Jackson for the Peter Jackson one, and uh, uh, yeah, so gross was two hundred eighteen million. You know what I say? It made I a little hear, bit of money. You know what I say when I ever see a movie that costs two hundred and sixteen million dollars to make? Two words: starving children. That's yeah. all I gotta say. You know, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah, you know, the one thing, the one thing that I thought was the Naomi Watts played the heroine and. There was much more of a love story between her and Kong. And she loved Kong more than like the original one the the woman was just a captor, captive you know name Naomi Watts is suffering from massive Stockholm syndrome that she's like she like loves this ape she's screaming at like they're actually like kind of ripping her from his hand in the when they left the island. Jessica Lang too. She falls in love with the big you, you, the big monkey. Yeah. And and you're like, what? And then there, so there is this like deep love angle. And then and you're like, okay, that's really weird. Beauty and the Beast, man. Yeah, I guess. But the original one didn't have that. No. Like, it was just she just got taken, yeah, and yeah. you know, and they and so so that there was a massive love angle, because cause of course Brody, uh, Adrian Brody was in love with her. And she originally loved him, but then fell in love with Kong. And you're like, she loves a monkey? Is it what? What am I looking at here? Like, it's, it's a very strange. And in the remake of Kong, son of Kong, son of Kong was an albino gorilla. So, God knows what Kong was messing around with, but he was an albino. Naomi Watts. It's in the original. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened with the, okay. somehow she traveled through time for her love. 
right. when they could be plausible. Know, yeah, that's <laughs> totally plausible. Makes a lot of sense. It does. That's Thank when you. you think about it. Thank you for. Uh, so now, what the hell is Mighty Joe Young? What is Mighty uh, Joe Young? Mighty Joe Young. Joe Young is a version of. Uh, it's kind of like a Kong film, but it's more of a comedy than anything else. It's more lighthearted than anything else, and it's a really cool movie, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think Harry Housen and Willis O'Brien both uh, Who was in that one? Uh, Terry Moore was the was the girl, and I forgot who the other uh, guys were, but that's a real good one. I, I recommend it, watching it. Oh, it's really? Duder loaned it to you, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch it. It's good. And I think I think Son of Kong is out there, too. Son of Kong's good, too. Sad ending. Son of Kong's very noble. Yeah. So yeah. See, the, that's well, that's what, and the ending to all of these. Well, I can't speak for the '76 version, but the ending for the two I watched was sad. Yeah, '76 was too. You, you yeah. felt apathy. You, you know, bit. they really played it up in the 2005 version. And actually, in the uh, in the '76 version, when he gets shot up by the helicopters. You could see, like, he gets a lot of bullets. You can see, like, blood and guts flying off him. So it's pretty oh, right. violent, actually, uh-huh. yeah. You see him, like, getting hit pretty good and blood, but things, you know, uh, bursting off or whatever. So it was, it was pretty strong. Yeah, the, they got they went really super gross and gory with the um, with the island on the one I watched, yeah. the 2001. And, like, the everything was, like, everything was huge. So, like, you know, the mosquitoes were the size of, of birds and... And then the one part after they fall into that cr- the the ravine, you know, there's these like weird tubular slugs that are trying to eat them, and then there's ants that are the size of like horses, and you're like, okay, you know, I mean, like just CGI, man. Just that that's the only time where I was like, enough of this shit. And I actually went out and did dishes because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to see this. I don't need to see this. You know, um, I I liked the the dinosaurs. Um, I like the uh, although the, there was like this dinosaur train wreck where like all these gigantic those I forget the megalodons I don't know what they're called the ones that are like grass eating yeah they were they're the size of like twenty football fields or whatever so they're all charging running down this little corridor and because they're those little velociraptors are chasing them and then then they like have this massive twenty twenty megalodon pile up and there's just it looks like just like a big ball of dinosaur rolling down a pinball chute, you know, and then it comes to a stop and these people are there and you're like, ah, I don't know, like... Yeah, in the 76 one... That was one, cheese ball. In the 76 one, he fights a giant uh, python snake and he, you know, rips him, Kong beats him up pretty good, so... Did he get swallowed and then come out of it with a no, scimitar? No, no, uh, no. Or, or like a chainsaw like Sharknado? No, 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 Because no. uh, no, I guess in Sharknado, the dude gets uh, eat, eaten up and then he, like, chainsaws himself out of the shark stomach which yeah totally plausible i can see where that would happen of course. yeah that makes of total course. sense like your explanation of how like Fay ray or naomi watts went back in time yeah <laughs> it makes perfect sense it's just like it, it makes perfect sense thank you thank you for that <laughs> no problem man i'm here for you to think figure out all the angles <laughs> yeah because you know I, not just for me for all of our podcast listeners out there too. you know holy shit we're sitting there at, at 30 minutes we were we we were up to a tight thirty minutes when we were talking about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, we're gonna be rushed. We're talking about three movies. Not really. We're we're like stretching for time here. Yeah. The, 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 we've said all we can say about these stupid monkey movies. You know what I mean? Like. Now we're gonna sing some songs for you. Yeah. Sing a. Yeah. No, we're not. Uh, I can't sing, which is unfortunate. Oh, too bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll do that for you now. No, but anyway, yeah. No, I can talk a, a ton about all the. All the Kong and all the Kong rip-off movies. You know, there's like the worst being uh, this one called The Mighty Gorga, which we will watch one day. I will torture oh, I you with. Oh, I saw Gorgo. No, no, The Mighty Gorga. 
Oh, because I thought Gorgo. That was that. No. It, that was that England. England's was version the, of. He was kind of like a Godzilla. Yeah, it, it, it was the British Godzilla or yeah. the England Godzilla. Yeah. No, no, there, there was the mighty Gorgo, which <laughs> You're I was like. No, no, <laughs> it was nothing that good. I would torture you with that one day, in 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 retribution for Twilight Breaking Dawn or Twilight Breaking Wind or whatever. That <laughs> yes, exactly. So what, what is that one about? Or just, oh, I'm not even gonna. It's a giant gorilla. But it's really great. Wait till you see it. As see they now, say. did this start a whole, like you know how like now if anything hits at all, there's like 90 knockoffs of it. Is there a King Kong? Was there? Did did the original Kong start like a hundred million knockoffs, or did they? Not really, because the the effects were so like there was only one guy that could do that, which was Willis O'Brien. Nobody else could do that stop yeah. motion because it was until Ray Harryhausen came around. There wasn't really much of it going on. Not that anything that comes to mind. There was Son of Kong a few years later, and then, you know, after that... It was just too cost prohibitive. You know what they would do, which was kind of, like, frowned upon by the animal rights people, is, like, for 1 million B.C., for the old one from the 40s, they would they would take like lizards and like stick fins on them and have them fight and stuff. Well, that was like the giant gila monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That which kind of stuff. I, I love yeah. that movie. I watched that movie a lot. I've seen yeah. that movie way too many times. Yeah, they they the, did that kind of stuff back then if they wanted. For, that was a cheaper way of getting your giant, and it was more realistic too. Or like them, where they put those. Was them, that, them's cool. No, not them. What was the one where um, Peter Graves and they had the grasshoppers? Oh, the beginning of the, the end. The beginning yeah. of the end. <laughs> When they when they're climbing the building and the building is just a photo and they're walking on top of the photo, but they flip the camera sideways so it looks like he's walking up the building. Oh my god, that was so awesome. That's greatness. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Well, that was during the atomic fifties uh, or whatever when yep. uh, after the bomb everything got nuclear and blew up like the incredible, like the fifty foot woman and the amazing colossal man and, and the fifty foot cheerleader and the well that was in, yeah that was later on but yeah all that kind of fifty foot cheerleader traveled through time and make. Uh, Naomi Watts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Mighty Joe Young was in the late 40s, early 50s. So that was, a, again, that was kind of like in the same style as yeah. King Kong. And it was the same people. It was, it was it's pretty good, actually. So was Mighty Joe Young, was that like a forced perspective kind of thing then, obviously? Yeah, or? I don't remember if it was as much as this one. But it's definitely like a stop motion. Definitely yeah. stop motion. So how were the effects in the 70s one? Were they decent? Uh, like I said, it was like kind of like a, it was kind of like a Godzilla movie. Okay. Not much not much better. Like a lot of miniature work kind of thing. Not even that not even that much. Yeah, a mm. little bit, but I mean when they yeah, a little bit, but not it's the Japanese have the miniature work down, you know, oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was well enough done that it was wasn't distracting. For its time, but now you watch it, it's distracting. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can tell, you know, but it was a suit, you can tell. So, all right, I guess we're going to start with the winding it down here. What a, what a Oh, and don't forget there was that other one, Conga, in the in the sixties <laughs> with Michael Goff or whatever. That was kind of like a British version of their uh, King Kong, and that one they inject a chimp and he gets really big and you know the whole nine. Conga. Years. Conga. You never saw Conga? No. Oh God. I thought you were okay. talking about the Congo with uh no, with no. Uh, Bruce Campbell and. Nah, there was a movie called Conga from the. That's with 60s. a K, right? Yes. Okay, Conga, I've seen yeah. the I've seen the poster. I've never seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one. I'm sure I'm missing some other ones, but yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. So which one? Would you tell everyone to see the original? The original, yeah. Just the original. I mean, I guess I would also have to say, if you love the original, then watch the Peter Jackson one. I don't think you could watch the Peter Jackson one, then watch the original. No, I wouldn't. Um, if you went that way, you'd be like, oh, this one's so boring and lame and black and white and blah, blah, blah. But if you watch the original one, you know, that's the one I think is almost like a must-see. If you really like movies, and if you, especially if you love B-movies, 
um, boy, that one shaped the landscape of what was what could be done. Yeah. You know, and then everything else, you know, you, I mean, you I measured mean, up to that. I mean, the seventies versions. If you really are jonesing for King Kong, then go watch it. But I don't, I don't recommend. Was it there a lot of seventies nostalgia for that one? Because sometimes you can watch a movie only because it's like nostalgic. You're like, There's oh, a lot I of love people that grew up during that era. I'm like, kids that yeah. were born in the early seventies that watched it, and that's their favorite com movie. So you uh, know, maybe. maybe maybe for that reason, I don't know. All right, so there you have it. If you want to watch, if if you if you need to see a big m- movie about a big monkey, go to the, watch the original one. And uh, until that, until what? So what are we gonna rate them? I guess the original one I'm gonna give a nine. The the Peter yeah. Jackson one I'm gonna give a six. Ah, seven. I'll, I'll give the uh, 70s a 5. I'm on the fence. Take it or leave it. Wow. Well, there you go. All right. Until next time, I'm Mal. With me as always. Dr. Morbius. And we'll see you when we see you. <laughs>